The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This year, why not visit the village that is changing the entire world? Mechagoria. Think about it. If you could combine every single event for the past 26 years that occurred in Washington, D.C., New York, Paris, London, and every other place in the world, it would be dwarfed by the event of one single day in Mechagoria. The Blessed Mother, Mary, mother of Christ, comes to the earth, blesses the whole world with her presence, and speaks to heal a broken world with advising words, which she says are conveyed directly from God. You can be a part of one of the most important events in the history of creation. Pilgrimage to Medjugorje, and you will obtain everything and more of what your heart longs for. Call 205-672-2000, extension 218. Nothing has changed since we produced this commercial 10 years ago, the 27th year. We're in the 37th year of Medjugorje. 
and is more important than ever before, yet its reputation is diminished. People have been hearing it. Moses struck the rock twice. He got used to the miracles. We have to step back and look and view the contrast of what's happening from 1981 to 2018. The world has changed. Medjugorje has not changed. The messages of Our Lady are progressing to a point, a climax, to show us that we're in serious trouble. We live in a broken, unhappy world. There's automatic grumbling going on. People turn it on when they go to bed. They turn it on when they get up in the morning. It never turns off. It's a constant grumbling about things or complaints. And yet we have everything materially. We progress in such advancements that the poorest people we have live like kings. In every category, the poor, the middle class, the rich, has advanced in a way that no other people in the world's history has lived. Just simply taking a faucet, if you're homeless, you walk into a store or a restaurant, that you can go to the bathroom and turn on hot water. The kings only could have something like that. And having hot water 600 years ago, 500 years ago, whatever, took a whole army of people to have that ready for the king and the queen. So we have at our disposal such luxuries that nobody could even imagine, and yet we're unhappy. Years ago, I was in New Mexico speaking, a military area, and one of the military guys had invited me to speak, and his wife was Vietnamese. We were sitting in the house, and she was telling me about how happy they were and how difficult things were. And we started talking about Christmas. She said one of the most happiest times of her life was Santa Claus one time with her eight brothers and sisters, brought him a Coke. And I says, you remember that? She says, yes. We were so happy. But that's not all the story. All of them had to share one bottle of Coke. And yet they were happy. We are drowning in materialism. Our lady talked to Evanka about the fifth secret. And it's interesting, speaking about the fifth secret, that she gave a message. Ivanka's messages are always very short and very brief. But she said, pray because you are in great temptation and danger. She didn't say in temptation and danger. You are in great temptation and danger because the world and material goods lead you into slavery. How come we're not happy? Because we have an automatic, dictated day planned out for us in a style of regiment that it copies the day before. So our lady goes on and says, Temptation and danger because the world and material goods lead you into slavery. Satan is active in this plan. I was amazed when I saw that. I was at that apparition. But she's sitting there to tell us in real time, in our present, in our moment, there's a plan active by the devil in 1989 saying Satan is active in this plan. Who in the world has ever had such a thing that you're standing in front of the Virgin Mary, kneeling down, and she says to you, Satan is active in this plan. What plan? To put you into slavery. How? Through materialism. How bad is it? It's dangerous for the whole world. And it's a great temptation. And she says, for that, pray. Sometimes you need to go backwards to the messages to see where we need to be in the present. She says, I want to help each of you in prayer. I'm interceding to my son for you. We can easily pass these words off. We can think it's no big deal. So how can it be in Africa, where the most impoverished areas are, 
that people talk about the children are so happy. These doctors that go there, our missionaries that go there, they have the joy that's in the children infect them in such a contagious way that it makes them happy. So it's not the things we have, it's the things that we do have that cause us the problems. And I read today is just about this. This comes from Greg Easterbrook's book, The Progress Paradox, How Life Gets Better While People Feel Worse. The percentage of Americans who describe themselves as happy has not budged since 1950s. Though the typical person's real income more than doubled through that period, happiness has not increased in Japan or Western Europe in the past half century either. Though daily life in both those places has grown fantastically better, incorporating all the advances plus the end of dictatorships and recovery from general war. On the first day of the 21st century, President Bill Clinton declared that Western society had never before enjoyed at once so much prosperity combined with so much social progress. This statement was not just politics. Objectively, it is true. Nevertheless, the citizens of the United States and the European Union, almost all of whom live better than almost all of the men throughout history, entertain considerable discontent. Far from feeling better about their lives, many are feeling worse. Throughout the United States and Europe, incidence of clinical melancholy has been rising in eerie synchronization with rising prosperity. Adjusting for population growth, unipolar depression, or the condition in which a person simply always feels blue, is today ten times as prevalent as it was a half a century ago. We offer here a few theories intended to explain the contemporary overlap of sanguine social circumstances and personal unhappiness. They include, number one, that several important new apprehensions have arisen to replace old ones. And under this statement, there are four different possibilities. One is choice anxiety. The transition from people being so constrained by social forces that they felt trapped to the current situation of having so many options that choice itself becomes a source of anguish. Another is abundance denial in which millions of men and women construct elaborate mental rationales for considering themselves material deprived and so doing only succeed in causing their life experiences to be unhappy. Another is Collapse anxiety, a widespread feeling that the prosperity of the United States and Europe cannot really be enjoyed because the Western lifestyle may crash owing to economic breakdown, environmental damage, resource exhaustion, terrorism, population growth, or some other imposed calamity. Another is the revolution of satisfied expectations. The uneasy feeling that accompanies actually receiving the things that you dreamed of. Other theories follow. Number two, that society is undergoing a fundamental shift from material want 
to meaning want, with ever larger numbers of people reasonably secure in terms of living standards, but feeling they lack significance in their lives. A transition from material want to meaning want is not a prediction that men and women will cease being materialistic. No social indicator points to such a possibility. It is a prediction that ever more millions will expect both pleasant living standards and a broad sense that their lives possess purpose. This is a conundrum as meaning is much more difficult to acquire than material possessions. A third theory, that ultimately we should be glad society is creating the leisure and prosperity that allows people by the millions to feel depressed, for it's better to be prosperous, free, and unhappy than other possibilities. And a fourth theory, that new psychological research, which seeks to explain why some are happy and others not, suggests that it is in your self-interest to be forgiving, grateful, and optimistic, that these altruistic qualities are actually essential to personal well-being. Suppose your great-great-grandparents who lived for generations ago materialized in the United States of the present day. Arriving at this point, they would be surrounded by people who take for granted circumstances our ancestors would view as astonishing progress in the ancient quest to banish privation and establish a golden age. But even if the arrow of progress points toward an ever better life, unhappiness persists and is wholly real, regardless of whether our recent forebears might find it unbelievable that anyone could be unhappy in an air-conditioned house with a refrigerator crammed with food and ambulances on call. We live in a favored age, yet do not feel favored. What does this paradox tell us about ourselves and our future? Last night I was sitting in my living room in this house where Our Lady has appeared 148 times, mostly in the bedroom, but also in other places in the house, including the living room. And four of my grandchildren are there. It's 8 o'clock at night. They just got through eating something. I've sat on the couch with them. And for those who've been in our home, this holy house, each couch on both sides of the living room has like six or seven, eight pillows on it. And they're going berserk. They're jumping from the couch. They get on the arm part of the couch. They jump from the couch, jump on the arm, jump into the recliner, jump into the next recliner, to the next couch across the living room. And then they're tackling each other. They're doing flips. They're trying to stand on the head. They're laughing. Pillars are all over the place. And there's no toys. The only thing in there was books out of the library. And they were happy. And that's what Arlie said about the manger and the birth of Jesus. They were there in a place. And they were happy. You don't have to have things. We just had Four or five kittens born a couple of months ago in the community, and we keep them because of the mice and the rats and stuff. Because of our agricultural system, there's feed all over the place, so it draws that, so you have to have that to counter that. But if you've enjoyed watching kittens play, and how much more watching children play like kittens? And it was joyful, and it was beautiful, and it was simple. And though I can relate that to what they see in Africa. They don't have a lot of things. 
Our kids have a lot of things, but where they have the joy the most time is free play, where nobody would let them play in the living room like they did last night. It was a wreck, but it's life, and I enjoyed it. And we went into the rosary. They kept playing. The younger ones did. I went to the whole rosary. It was a joyful rosary. It wasn't contemplative. It wasn't deep, but it was joyful. And he says, pray, pray, pray until prayer becomes joy. We experience these things. It's not always ecstasy. It's something much bigger than that. And the point man, God, Jesus was going to pray, and he took Marisham with him, a child who was probably six or seven years of age. Jesus was very fond of him. He walks out of the village with Jesus, and Jesus is going to sit down because he wanted to go pray. And he told Marisham, go ahead and play. And Marisham says, I want to be with you. He says, you're a little boy. Don't you want to play? He says, no, I want to talk to you. So Marisham talked to Jesus, and Jesus talked to him. The time that Jesus allotted to be praying was up, and Jesus said, we must go now. Marisham said, but Jesus, you haven't prayed yet. He says, yes, this was prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is conversation with God. Conversation with others can be prayer. Marisham was amazed at that. So our kids play. We don't find them the long-term spiritual exercises. What we do is let them be around us. And yes, sometimes they're disruptive. And it's the fault of the adult if they're going to correct the kids from just being kids. They're in prayer. The ones who Jesus delighted the most is was children. And the time he became indignant was with his apostles when they tried to restrict the children from playing. And so what is the road to happiness? Yes, prayer. But also life. Not things for life. But just life itself. I can tell you in the living room last night, there was life. We was in Colorado, and we were doing the rosary in front of an incredible, beautiful, not modern art, but a statue of two water carriers. It was probably 14 to 15 foot tall, very big. A stick over his shoulders, a bucket of water on each side of it. And his wife was carrying one by hand, I think, in the statue. And this was pure art. It was inspired. Sitting there doing that rosary, you see the misery of labor that they had to do and what they didn't have and just carrying water and how augurous this was and how hard it was in life. It brought satisfaction. It brought consolation because it's biblical. We've lost these things and we have things doing things for us. You just turn a little bit of faucet on and there's water. And we're automatically, as this writing talked about, auto-grumbling. This is scandalous. It's shameful. We don't realize what we have. And we depressed 10 times more than just a few decades ago. Why? Because of abundance. What is your purpose in life? It's patterned every day to do the same thing. What you did today, you did yesterday for the most part. But when you live closer to the soil, the variety, the consolation that comes from that, the joy of just having a Coca-Cola that you only get a swallow of, and you have to share it with eight siblings. And you can remember that 30 years later is one of the greatest moments in your life as far as joy. Do you think these things we're speaking about, that our lady is speaking about, and that we're in slavery to these things, that her plan will counter what our lady said, Satan is active in this plan, that's going to bring us to a happier time. 
And so if we're 10 times more depressed than we were decades ago, are we going to go back to a situation that will make us happy, appreciative, grateful? And that's what was listed, three things. Forgiveness, grateful, and being optimistic. That's the key. Just three simple things. If you're not forgiving people, even your gravest enemy, you won't be happy. I attribute forgiveness to one of the attributes that I have that has made me be able to continue in a mission. Because we're constantly under attack, we constantly have to look at things, and we constantly have to be in forgiveness. Having the spirit of forgiving continuously frees you up. It's their problem, not your problem. Having the spirit of gratefulness always will lead that no matter what happens, you're happy about it. Not what you don't have, but look at the many blessings you do have. And that both forgiving and grateful adds up one plus one equals three, which is optimistic. Always be optimistic. We're coming into a better time, a more happier time, with less things perhaps. But there's also things we need to be looking at as far as what we need to change. This is why we designed the miraculous Medjugorje Round. For people to realize that in your excess, and I'm saying if you're on Social Security plus a limited income, you still need to be putting something aside. Yes, you may think you're impoverished, but you're living like a king. You might say, well, you got this and y'all got that. We've worked and we have labored for what we have here. We didn't get it through wealth of dollars. We got it through our labor. Our biggest happiness here at Caritas is we don't want a lot. And because we have a spirit of poverty, we are being blessed through our labor. We needed to build a small barn here. What did we do? We went down and cut down some trees. What did it cost? Probably 20, 30 cents worth of gasoline and the chainsaw. We cut down 10, 12 trees, took them to the sawmill, turned them into lumber. Next day, we're hammering up this thing together. And it's a joy because we got it from what God provided to us, not going for a paycheck, making a big salary, and then we have to go buy the wood, and then we have to haul it in here and then pay a contractor. We've got kids out there working and hammering, and it's a joy. It brings joy. It brings a consolation when you see something on Sunday. You don't work anymore. You go admire it. You look at it. I was looking at it yesterday, and it's just beautiful because it came from the soil. Just the lumber would probably be eight to $10,000, and we didn't buy it. God grew it. He did it all for us, and it makes us appreciative. For that, and for how you get to where you need to be, that means to get the contentment, then you need to be putting things away now that you're comfortable that no matter what happens with the world, not to keep materialism going on in your life, but to have insurance that you can face into the life that Our Lady's going to bring to us, which is going to bring the contentment. So we got Rachel with Century Silver here, and our managing from this point with us, and they're going to discuss a little bit about Century Silver because it's an important time to be doing what is necessary to see where we're going as a world. A lady says, I'm here. Satan has his plan. So we know this is going to come about. Since 2010, thousands of people have exchanged their paper dollars for the miraculous metal Medjugorje silver round from dollar increments as low as $50 to well up into the six-figure range. Uh, there's a lot of different options and ways that people have uh, realized that they can set aside monies 
Since 2010, thousands of people have exchanged their paper dollars for the miraculous metal Medjugorje silver round from dollar increments as low as $50 to well up into the six-figure range. Uh, there's a lot of different options and ways that people have uh, realized that they can set aside monies or get access to monies to purchase the rounds. We wanted to ask you, Rachel, just what are what are some people doing these days? We have a variety of things going on right now with our customers of the Miraculous Medjugorje round right now. What has been very popular is the recurring monthly payment, doing anywhere from $50 to a month to about 10000 a month. They've really started to grow with the program ever since Century Silver was incorporated. They are really liking the rounds. Uh, most of the comments we've always had have been very positive. Um, one of our very good friends, her last comment to me was, thank you so much for calling, checking up on my order. I completely forgot to call you back. I just wanted to let you know this is good, old-fashioned customer service that you are never used to anymore. So as far as our customers, they're very happy with the rounds. They always communicate how happy they are. They're beautiful, and every time they receive them, it's like Christmas morning, a new present. Rachel, with the price of silver being down around 16 for a week or two now, have you seen a lot more activity in purchases? And maybe you could tell us what kind of, just roughly, what kind of amounts people are committing to an exchange these days, and also what the average turnaround time from when somebody submits money to Century Silver to when the silver arrives on their doorstep? Yes, so absolutely. Ever since price has been in this area, our friends and our followers have been calling almost daily. Um, when silver first went down, it almost went down below 16. We had customers send in $20,000 checks at the same exact time. Following that, it was a Monday morning. We got a wire for 25000 and then I want to say the following Wednesday, we received a wire for 55000 And hitting that with the Mint can, you know, be a little nerve-wracking. We're wanting that, those orders to get out very fast, in which the Mint was able to turn those orders around in probably two to three days. So, for example, with the 55000 follower, we were able to turn his order around in two days. And once it sits from the Mint, he received it in about three business days. So, in all, we're looking at a five-day turnaround. Is that typical? Yes, it is typical. The only time you're going to experience delays if the mint is closed, uh, which is not all the time. It's, you know, your holidays, which we always let our customers know ahead of time if there's going to be any delays. But, yes, we like to work with that five-day business turnaround. Rachel, a friend of Medjugorje has been speaking in today's broadcast about contentment. Can you tell us maybe what some of the comments are from those who are purchasing the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje round about what they feel when they receive those rounds? Do they feel that sense of security may not be the word, but contentment or like they've they've got something real in their hands? What are, what are people saying? Yes. You know, in the beginning of the process, they may be a little bit nervous sending us X amount of dollars. They're not sure exactly where that's going to go. So when we receive the funds and they receive their rounds, they are so almost relieved. They can see that. They know it's not in the bank. They know if they need to access it, they know exactly where it is. So yes, I would say once they receive those rounds, they do feel a little bit contentment that it is there and knowing tomorrow if they wake up, if the dollar is no longer back, that they have their silver. Are people recommending Century Silver Exchange and the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje round to their, to their friends, to their families? Yes. Our callers, some of the friends that I speak to, who they've never processed an order with Century Silver before, yes, they may find around even at their church, which I have found has become very common, 
at church, they'll pass out the round, or we'll even have daughters, sons call in, spreading the message. So yes, that has been very common lately. Uh, Rachel, before Christmas last year, I had the idea, let's make a keychain with the round, with the miraculous medal on it, and it shot through the roof. Over three or 4,000 of those was gotten because it puts the keychain in a beautiful situation where people and the children or family or friends can be given this and they're carrying the miraculous medal, which carries a grace with it of conversion. After Christmas, these have continued to be purchased. Are you hearing anything about that from people? Yes. The keychain was very popular when it first came out, as you said. I've had multiple friends purchase just for Christmas gifts, but it has continued to grow. The other day, I had a follower purchase three, not for himself, but he actually shipped them to someone else with special notes stating each one he wanted them to. So all in all, I would agree that, yes, the keychain is still growing, and people that are just putting the round in your pocket, you're scared it may get dinged up against something, they're able to put it on their keychain and really look at it and carry Our Lady with them as their day goes on. And this is a clever way to trap people. I was in Medjugorje. I've, I brought three of them up there just at the Medjugorje just to give away in special cases. One lady came in talking about her son and how difficult it was for him. He's not interested in religion. And so I went in the upstairs and got a keychain and gave it to her. And I said, we don't want any money. You take this and, and give this to your son. Nobody's not going to use this. This is the most beautiful keychain you'll have. We're not doing this as a promo. We're doing this in a clever way that you can bring conversion. And the whole purpose of Miraculous Medjugorje Around was that is to store wealth instead of in the bank or investments, which may give you a big gain, but also can give you a great loss on your gain, that you have something solid. We've heard from a variety of different people who have purchased the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje Round and who are purchasing the round, and everybody seems to be driven by a different motivation. Some people feel a serious urgency to take a large part of their wealth and exchange that for the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje Round. Others, on the other hand, have a more consistent kind of steady philosophy you know, and are setting aside couple hundred dollars a month or a thousand dollars a month or drawing down from their 401k there's just a lot of different uh, motivations for buying the round certainly at its base is conversion and securing people's wealth but again just to kind of reiterate for everybody out there who might be wondering there's a lot of options for purchasing the round there's a lot of ways you can do that there's a lot of things you can just kind of strategically sit down carve out of your monthly or weekly budget and uh, be strategic about how you're setting aside money for not only your future, but your children, your grandchildren, and all those who these rounds will fall into the hands of in the future for their conversion. Rachel, is there anything else you'd like to add in regard to what's going on with uh, Century Silver these days? Just to follow up, like you said, everybody has their own plan. I do speak to our followers on a daily basis that do wake up very nervous or uneasy, and they're ready to put in a large amount. Then I also, on a daily basis, speak to our friends that they kind of have a sense of peace and they want to take it steady. And I always tell everybody we're very flexible. We will work with you in any way you want to. Uh, we're just here to help and happy to help you, you know, if you feel a little uneasy, to walk you through that pur- purchase because it can be scary at first. But um, we're, we're here to help you, and we just want all of our followers to be pleased. Rachel, how can people contact Century Silver Exchange? So first of all, our website is centurysilver.com, where you can go on there, look at all of our products, 
Uh, we also have the latest news, and you can also sign up for a free mailing list. We have thousands of followers that have already done this. They like to stay connected, and they also like to keep educating themselves on the most updated information. If you do want to subscribe, all you have to do is navigate to the bottom right of our website, and you just enter in your email address under News and Updates. Um, if you're wanting to reach us by phone, we have a toll-free number. The phone number is 877-936-7686. Again, that is toll-free at 877-936-7686. I also want the listeners to know that we do stay pretty busy during the day. So if you don't get through the first time, please leave a message and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. And we are constantly checking our emails. You can reach us at info at centurysilver.com. Many of those who are listening already know this, but it needs to be stated that Century Silver Exchange is a subsidiary of Caritas of Birmingham. It bears its own expenses and pays income taxes on its earnings. If there is any earnings left over at the end of the year, it may donate a dividend to Caritas of Birmingham. So that said, we want you to realize the path to peace is the three things we want to repeat. Being forgiving, grateful, and optimistic. Everything we do is to bring our possessions, our hearts closer to God. And there's not a lot of optimism today. But if you're putting part of your wealth, minimally $50 a month, toward that, that gives you an optimistic view of the future. Not through materialism, but that you're doing something and bring it back into the power of your direction rather than the world, which leads a direction for everybody out there. So that necessitates that you need to understand where we are, that this has nothing to do with materialism, but it has everything to do when Our Lady said, pray because you're in great temptation and danger because the world and material goods lead you into slavery. The purpose of this design is to break the chains of slavery, not be locked into the economic system. It's not a commercial adventure for us. It's a spiritual adventure to walk in a way that you can be led away from the world controlling you and bring it into the spiritual realm. Everything we do on this earth is for the purpose to lead people to heaven. And as Our Lady who said, Satan is active in this plan. I want to help each of you in prayer. I am interceding to you for my son. And to show you that we're supposed to sanctify everything we have, whether it's your swimming pool, whether it's your social security check, whatever. Our Lady says in Medjugorje, November 27th, 1989, these words to Maria, and she was very joyful. These days I want you to pray in a special way for the salvation of souls. Today is the feast day of the Miraculous Medal. I want that you pray in a special way for the salvation of those people who are carrying this Miraculous Medal. I want you to spread the devotion and by the carrying of this medal, so that more souls may be saved, and that you pray in a special way. Just like with Jesus' marriage, the conversation was prayer. Doing this action is prayer, because somewhere those medal rounds will be dispensed. And once they're dispensed, those persons will be carrying a grace. Sanctify everything you have, and you'll sleep content. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye.
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Metrigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205 Six seven two two thousand.